Hi, and welcome to Being Lutheran, a podcast dedicated to proclaiming the excellencies of Jesus Christ and the biblical theology expressed in the Lutheran Confessions. Today, Pastor Jason, Pastor Brett, and myself continue our discussion on the fifth petition of the Lord's Prayer, looking at an Old Testament passage and its application for us as believers. Welcome to the Being Lutheran Podcast. I'm Pastor Brett Bow, and my buddy is with me today. Pastor Jason Goodham. And Clem Kadiddlehopper. All right. Hey, Clem. Nice to meet you. <laughs> yes. Kadiddlehopper. Huh? My mom nice. like a Veggie Tales character. She used to call me that all the time. Are you, are you Clem Kadiddlehopper? Put, put your stuff oh, away. Oh, funny. Yeah. Yeah, anyway, sorry. So I guess I'm Pastor Brian Ricky The one, today. the only. Yes. For today. Yeah. Somewhere, Clem Kadiddlehopper is feeling pretty bad about himself right now. <laughs> he has to forgive me. Ooh, good segment. <laughs> Forgive me. Are you going to repent? No. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, uh, what a way to start the yeah, show. Maybe we should yeah. start again. Yeah. No. I don't even. It's a beautiful thing Is about he a real recording. person? I'm. Yeah. I mean, there's there's been what probably 15 billion people that have lived since the since the dawn of creation. Somewhere somehow there has to be a Clem Cadiddle Hopper. I don't even know where that name came from. So yeah, I don't know. If you guys, yeah. if any of our viewers know. Yeah. Send it to us. Yeah, there you go. This. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I guess I could Google it, but... <laughs> oh, funny. Uh, well, but, we, we're continuing to... Why? <laughs> Are you sure you don't want to start it again? Uh, yeah. No, this is good. I, well, you, you always say I'm the wild card, so just, hey, I'm just living up to my thing. Our, you know? our listeners have stuck with us for yeah. 89 episodes say, so far. They're not going to abandon over this open. This is why they, they listen. They know I'm a nerd. They know I'm right. weird. And they're just yeah. like, yeah, it's just Brian being Brian. So. <laughs> we love it. Thankfully, uh, we're going to get to the word of God, yeah. which is powerful <laughs> yep. and uh, effective. And efficacious. <laughs> yeah. Ooh. The perspicuity. Well, that's the clarity. Of nice. Yeah, yeah. I like yeah we, we're walking through, we just covered last couple of episodes, uh, walking through the fifth petition of the Lord's Prayer. And as is our custom, we're, we're doing an Old Testament passage, thinking through that, and then also a New Testament next week. So that's what you have to look forward to. But today we're in Isaiah 6. Sweet. I feel like there needs to be some music. Da-da-da. Yeah, right, yeah. Well, yes. Anytime someone reads from Isaiah, you have to have a full orchestra behind you. Yes. Such a majestic, mm-hmm. amazing, awesome yep. book. You know what? Uh, we don't often name drop on here, but a series that I'm really enjoying on a different podcast, on issues, etc. Hmm. Pastor Brian Wolfmuller. Mm-hmm is doing uh, Martin Luther's introductions to every book of yeah. the Bible. And they managed to do Isaiah in one one-hour episode. And it it's the most, uh, that that's a major up, upset to, to do mm-hmm. all 60-some chapters of Isaiah and, and work through it like that. So uh, I, I stand back in awe of mm-hmm. pastors Todd Wilkin Did and Brian Did they speed Wolf it up? Miller. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah right. and I wasn't even le- listening on chipmunk speed. <laughs> <laughs> wow. I always wonder if people do that with our podcast. Yes, I know people. Yeah. who do I uh, mm-hmm. I am physically not capable of listening to one and a half or two speeds so we it should talk really slowly <laughs> right now to, no C-H-I-P-A-U-N-K. hi Alvin how are you yeah. <laughs> all right let's read Isaiah well, 6 I haven't even had any yeah. cold medicine no yeah, you're, you, I don't know if you guys can tell listening, but Jason has is going through some seasonal allergies, allergies right yeah. now my voice is a little deeper my uh my sinuses are uh, at war with my face right now. It's mm-hmm. great. Yep. We still Count it you. all joy, my brothers. <laughs> Ooh, yeah. I am convinced that the sufferings of this present day pale in comparison Amen. to the glory ah. that will be revealed. Jesus juked all over the place. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay, Isaiah 6, 
one through eight we're going to read <clears throat> and just so we can get to vocation we legitimately dear listener added verse eight so we could have a segue into vocation we, <laughs> that was the pre-production meeting before this episode oh, just so you know awesome. how shameless we are oh, great. <laughs> hopefully there's no pretexting yeah. going on <laughs> <laughs> all right Isaiah 6 says this In the year that King Uzziah died, I saw the Lord sitting upon a throne, high and lifted up, and the train of his robe filled the temple. Above him stood the seraphim. Each had six wings. With two, he covered his face, and with two, he covered his feet. And with two, he flew. And one called to another and said, Holy, holy, holy is the Lord of hosts. The whole earth is full of his glory. And the foundations of the thresholds shook at the voice of him who called, and the house was filled with smoke. And I said, Woe is me, for I am lost, for I am a man of unclean lips, and I dwell in the midst of a people of unclean lips. For my eyes have seen the King, the Lord of hosts. Then one of the seraphim flew to me, having in his hand a burning coal that he had taken with tongs from the altar. And he touched my mouth and said, Behold, this has touched your lips. Your guilt is taken away, and your sin is atoned for. And I heard the voice of the Lord saying, Whom shall I send, and who will go for us? Then I said, Here I am, send me. Amen. Amen. You know, I got, I have to say, I think I got a prophetic vision What's when that? you're reading this passage for everyone. <laughs> as you were reading... Should I be scared? Oh, yeah. As you were reading, Brett, what I was seeing before my eyes is that you were board by board building me a soapbox to get up on <laughs> in the middle of a public gathering so that I could harp on the American church with this passage. <laughs> That's what I was seeing. It's like every verse you read is like Brett Bow is personally building me a soapbox. Oh, box. man. <laughs> Do we need to ed- edit this out or what? No. <laughs> We've gone this far, been for a penny, in for a pound. Yeah, I'm not sure what to say about that. Well, okay, so here's the deal. So here it is, step up on that soapbox. Yeah, jump up. We know that this Bible study is going to be all about forgiveness because we're talking yes. about the fifth petition. Yeah. Yep. But where the church in America needs to be assaulted is their unending desire to be in the unmediated presence of God. Hmm. That the, this is a th- we hear it in worship music. Mm-hmm. We hear it in the preaching. We, we you, know, you know, you if you turn on Christian radio right now, there is a percentage chance that some pastor somewhere will be teaching at this moment how we ourselves individually enter into God's presence. Mm-hmm. Hmm. And the point of Isaiah six is that God's presence is not a place that we as sinners want to be. Mm-hmm. It is terrifying. Yeah. It is it is dreadful. Yep. You know, and and I actually just thought about this at Bible study last night. Uh but uh we in the church also have done an amazing job of neutering the force of this idea of the fear of the Lord. Yeah. You you talk to a Christian uh in any anywhere today and they'll tell you well the fear of the Lord that's a reverent awe for his majesty. No, 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 no. In scripture, the fear of the Lord is abject terror mm-hmm. at being in God's presence. And is the beginning of wisdom. It is mm-hmm. the beginning of wisdom because then you realize, mm-hmm. yeah, I'm a sinner. Yeah. And God is going to judge me. God is going to condemn me. And so uh, my soapbox is to realize mm-hmm. 
that we should not be clamoring mm-hmm. to be in God's presence unless we are clamoring to be forgiven. Mm-hmm. It's not an experience. It's not this this spiritual, ethereal thing that washes over us. Mm-hmm. It is judgment and condemnation, or it is grace and mercy, and there is no yeah. in between. Yep. So there that's you go. Good. That's my prophetic All right. for the day. Yeah. How's that? Well, that, that's, that's better than where, where I thought you were going to go with it. <laughs> it's one of my uh, major soapboxes because yeah. I mean, I, now, now I will qualify this. I no longer listen to Christian contemporary sure. music. Mm-hmm. Anyway, I stopped doing that a while ago, but every once in a while something pops up and I end up hearing a song and the vast majority of recent Christian music mm-hmm is preoccupied with being in the unmediated presence of God. Mm-hmm. And that is a place that we as sinners we enjoy do the not mystical want to be. warm yeah. fuzzies. So give the person who's now convicted maybe as a songwriter or give them a two to three sentence hmm. prescription. Boy, you know I'm not capable of how that. to how to for well whatever <laughs> to focus their attention on the mediated presence of God. Because hmm. the, the focus our attention on the mediated presence of God which happens in church where there are means of grace, God hides himself in his preached word. God uh, hides himself and attaches himself to the waters of baptism. Mm -hmm. God hides himself and attaches himself to the bread and wine of communion. But when God invites us into his presence, it is because we have been forgiven Mm -hmm. and we will be forgiven. Uh, I, I, I think a passage that marries quite nicely with Isaiah 6 is Hebrews 4, 4 through 16. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, we do not have a high priest uh, who is unable to sympathize with our weaknesses, but one who in every aspect has been tempted as we are, mm-hmm. yet without sin. Let us therefore yeah. go into the throne room to receive forgiveness or to receive grace and find mercy mm-hmm. in time of need. Yep. And, and this is what it looks like. Isaiah is drawn into the immediate presence of God. Depending mm-hmm. on your interpretive scheme, this is either a theophany right. or a Christophany. Now, traditionally in the Lutheran church, we have taught that all appearances of God, physical appearances, are actually Christ, mm-hmm. pre-incarnate pictures of Christ. I don't think it's it's really neither here nor there since the Trinity is one and so on and so forth. Trinity. Uh, there you go. Yeah, we got that one too. <laughs> mm-hmm. But... Isaiah is drawn into this. This is one of God's men. This is a prophet, uh, you know, from a Jewish mindset, probably the second most important prophet after, or third most after Moses and Elijah. From a Christian perspective, Isaiah is front and center on the scene in the Old Mm -hmm. Testament. Uh, This man enters into God's presence and says, woe is me. Mm -hmm. That is his response. It's It's not this ecstatic Mm-hmm. experience. He's not dancing in the aisles. He's not throwing his hands up and, and, and he's terrified. Mm-hmm. He's not running up to give the Lord a yeah. big sloppy wet kiss. Oh, oh don't man. Don't get me started. Do not. Well, you know, and this, this happens. Sorry, I should, yeah. <laughs> what if I can get sued for that? Yeah. And that happens throughout any other time in scripture where people are brought into the presence of the Lord. They're flat on their face. Oh. They're Moses, uh, take yeah. your sandals off. Yep. And this is holy ground, and mm-hmm. Moses keeps his distance. Uh, God, you know, has Moses, you know, literally cover mm-hmm. his face so his glory won't consume him and destroy him. Yep. 
uh, the Gideon, is it Gideon? Well, uh, and I love the Moses thing. Can we go back to that? He basically shows him the backside of his yeah, glory his yeah, and right. shields him from it because mm-hmm. he can't see it and live. And so, yeah, yeah the, the terror and the holiness of God is something, I agree with you, mm-hmm. that is lost in the American church. Yeah. Please continue. Yep. Yeah, and I mean, it happens a couple times in the judges. I think it happens with Gideon and with Samson's parents. Mm-hmm. Uh, where the angel of the Lord shows up and they're like, hey, we've just seen God face to face. We're going to die. And basically, yep. God's like, Joshua? if I would have killed you, I would have done it already. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Uh, God's so gracious. Yeah. Are you for me or for them? I, love, that, I love what the yeah. angel of the Lord said. Neither. <laughs> <laughs> no, but I am the commander yeah, of the armies amen. of the Lord. Right. I am for yep. myself. <laughs> yes. Is that Brian Wolfmuller that has a little blurb on his podcast where he jokes about saying, stop the sun, tell us about that. Yeah, you know, yeah, uh, yeah, yeah, exactly, about being in God's the presence. presence. Yeah. Yeah. And, and it is not until God hides himself in human flesh that we can tolerate his presence. And this is what Isaiah 6 is all about. Because when God hides himself in human flesh, when God puts on the, the, the frailty of humanity, what he does is he redeems humanity. And it really supports what John says um, in chapter 1, verse 18. And, and I've said this before, um, that you know when we think of the gospel, a lot of times we'll go to John 3, 16, but the early church mm-hmm. fathers would go to John 1, 18. Mm-hmm. No one has ever seen God. The only God, Jesus, mm-hmm. who's at the Father's side, he has made the triune God known. Mm-hmm. And that just supports that whole reality, that Jesus is the one mediator between God and man, as mm-hmm. as Paul writes in Timothy. Yeah, and, mm-hmm. and I think the end then of this this rant or soapbox mm-hmm. is when we get to Revelation, and and the people of God find themselves in the direct presence of God once again. Mm-hmm. The difference is the blood of the Lamb. Amen. It's always being presented in Revelation. Mm-hmm. That's the point of the entire book, and, and so what we have is all of that mixed into eight short verses Mm -hmm. in Isaiah. Isaiah enters into God's presence. He is rightfully, he is doctrinally accurate Mm -hmm. to be terrified. And what God does is he forgives his sins. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Right. You know, that's one of those mind blown type of moments. Or even Peter, you know, in Luke where he, you know, Jesus was in the boat and, and Jesus at the wrong time of day in the wrong area says, go fishing. And Peter's like, why? Sure. You know, <laughs> we're not going to get anything, but because you said so. And he falls down and says, get away from me. I, I am mm-hmm. a wretched man. Yeah. And that, if we can get to that place in our lives, mm-hmm. that's a beautiful thing. Mm-hmm. You know, and, and allow that God's mediated presence through his holy word, through the proclamation mm-hmm. of the gospel, to have that same effect. Because it is powerful. You know, and it is living, and it's just this beautiful thing that just, in a beautiful way, exposes our sin, and 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 encourages us to live that life of confession and repentance, mm-hmm. as we see here. And then that leads to, of course, vocation. vocation mm-hmm. which we'll get to. <laughs> so we we need to circle back to yeah. the mediated presence yep. of God. Yep. We need to uh, circle back to the event nature of forgiveness that that happens in real time mm-hmm. when something happens. But, but one last thing I want to get to, we're talking about the fear of God. We're talking about the terror that Isaiah experiences. Mm-hmm. The, the gospel proclamation that is most often ignored in the Old Testament, I've had a couple Old Testament prophets point this out, is that every time God himself says to his prophet or through his prophet, fear not, mm-hmm. that's the absolution. Oh, that's the forgiveness that's of That's beautiful. Sins. I love that. Every mm-hmm. time you see a fear not and it's mm-hmm. from God, 
it's that God has removed your reason for fear. You've been forgiven. Mm-hmm. Because why is it that we cower in God's presence all the way back to the Garden of Eden? Mm-hmm. It's fear. It's shame. Exactly. And, and, and the outcome of our forgiveness is that sin has been removed. And so mm-hmm. in, when you read the Old Testament, the fear not is the absolution. That mm-hmm. is your sins being forgiven by God himself. Well, and just the reality, too, of the children of Israel at Mount Sinai. Mm-hmm. You know, Moses, you go speak to him. We're, we don't want to speak yeah. to him, man. We don't want... <laughs> and this is, you know, for lack of... I'm paraphrasing, and please forgive me, but, you know, we're freaked out. We don't... Mm-hmm. <laughs> we're, we're terrified. We don't want anything to do with this holy God. So you go and be our mediator. And there, again, is that mediated presence. Well, and then what do the people do after they say that to Moses? Just a couple chapter later, they make a God that they can tolerate. Exactly. Mm-hmm. As we do yeah, all, all the all time. Yeah, right, yeah. right. We kind of make God in our own image sometimes, whether it's the white Norwegian mm-hmm. Jesus or the it's whatever we're comfortable <laughs> yeah. with, you know. So it's, we do it though. We do <laughs> it Norwegian all the time. <laughs> Sorry, that was not an image yeah. I was prepared for. But, that, <laughs> but we, we do, need, we, need we a kind picture of like of that. make God in, in our own image and we need to get back to the holiness of God and let God be who he is and who he's chosen mm-hmm. to reveal himself as. Yeah. Well, and right. the, the miracle of God's word is that he has revealed himself. We're not, mm-hmm. we're not mystically, you know, on this journey to discover who God is. It's right there. God has yeah. told us right. who he is. And right. and you word. want to know who God is, yeah. it's Jesus Christ. Right. Yep. The and, word. Yep. And I love how he said, holy, holy, holy. Thrice the, holy. Yeah. Is yep. the Lord of hosts. The whole earth is full of his glory. And yeah, the, the foundation's shaking. Just, and uh, how that even points oh, to the Trinity. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Right. Yep. The, the, the thrice holy. And then in the midst of God's holiness, then where, where this starts to come mm-hmm. together from the perspective of the fifth petition is that how is the forgiveness accomplished? Mm-hmm. What happens? Through his initiated grace. Through his messenger. Mm-hmm. Yeah. God mm-hmm. does not reach into a coal and touch Isaiah's mm-hmm. lips. It's not a direct experience. Mm-hmm. Yeah. He sends a messenger. Yeah. Now, in mm-hmm. the vision, it's an angel yeah. who does this. But, you know, this is both settling the, the ridiculous, although somewhat understandable with how far the church has gone down this, the objections to the pastor giving the absolution saying, I forgive your sins. That's what we're called to do. That's what we do. But it, it's that there is no forgiveness apart from the messenger mm-hmm. here. It's it's that, you know, yeah, absolutely. Jesus Christ died on the cross for our sins and that affected our salvation, that, that delivered our salvation. But it, it's entirely possible that 2,000 years ago, you could have been standing there at Golgotha, literally within spinning distance of Jesus on the cross. You could have been spattered by his physical blood and not been forgiven. Mm. It's because the forgiveness is delivered through a messenger. Yeah. It is proclaimed. It is announced. And, and that's exactly what happens here in Isaiah 6. Mm-hmm. Yep. Wow. The taking of the coal and yep. touching his lips. Yeah. You know, the, the, the purifying aspect of God's word. You have, you but, know. And also the, the how God initiated mm-hmm. that. Yep. You know, well, obviously nothing's going to happen without God's initiated love and his sovereignty. But it is a beautiful picture of that initiated mm-hmm. love, but it is initiated through There's a mediator. A Absolutely. And, and then the other thing that I mentioned we needed to come back to is that it's event-oriented. Mm-hmm. It's that you are put in such a place that you know when the forgiveness has happened. It's not this, well, 
I guess I'm forgiven. Do you feel it's, forgiven? Yeah, yeah, do you feel forgiven? Isaiah, for the rest <laughs> of his life, in spite of all the other things that were going on in the temple, in the sacrifices pointing forward to Jesus, could go back to that moment in mm-hmm. history and say, right here, at that moment I was forgiven. And if you want to know how and why the Lutheran church does the sacraments, Mm -hmm. that's exactly it. Amen. Isaiah Mm -hmm. describes it. That Mm -hmm. remembrance also bringing forward that which was accomplished in the past. Yeah, Yeah. You have the remembrance, but you have the in actuality it happening. Mm -hmm. So you want to know the moment you were made God's child, because right now you don't feel like God's child because Mm -hmm. you're struggling against sin in your life. You were baptized. Yeah. And at the promise of God's word, the, the same word that says, let there be light and there was light also says, this is my child. Amen. You are mm-hmm. made his child. That's you why know, baptism is effective. I, I always kind of go back to creation because the creator God who created the universe and everything in it from nothing mm-hmm. is, is making a new creation, mm-hmm. creating a new creation in our hearts and in our yeah. minds. And, yeah. You know, it's funny. You made a comment. I actually rolled my eyes, <laughs> you know, where it's like, I don't feel yeah, forgiven. Feel thank yeah. God it, that's not the truth. Yeah, right. You know, thank God it has nothing to do with our feelings. You know, praise yep. God for that because my feelings betray me and I, yep. they're sin-soaked. And I am so thankful that it, it is his word, that proclamation that Christ, it is finished, mm-hmm. you know. and God just is that, greater than our hearts. Oh, yeah. amen. Yes. Yep. Yeah. Well, and and on the same thing, because there's always the the internal struggle, of, well, I this happened to me and it was an emotional experience. The truth of the gospel, the magnitude of that good news should produce emotions. Mm-hmm. You know, if yeah. if you felt that you were converted. I don't know, white and, Norwegian Jesus yeah, doesn't agree. White Norwegian Jesus doesn't have feelings, <laughs> right? But if you felt, you know, at a Bible camp, yeah. long gospel were preached to you, well, it's highly likely mm-hmm. it's because the Holy Spirit was working Mm-hmm. On your life, and it, your your experience isn't the evidence that happened; mm-hmm. it's the product of it. Yeah. You know, it's mm-hmm. the 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 evidence of your conversion is always Jesus Christ on the cross. The the knowledge of your conversion is always done in the work of the Holy Spirit, delivering and applying the Word to your life. But hey, mm-hmm. I celebrate experience from that. Mm-hmm. You know, is yeah. if, if if someone from my preaching, you know, in church has, you know, an emotional breakdown because the law of God finally nailed their mm-hmm. heart, uh, then so be it. Amen and amen. Let God do the work and let me be his messenger. Mm-hmm. Amen. amen. Yep. Well, we should probably wrap her up here. Um, we got to talk just a little bit about vocation at the end. You know, why did we add that verse eight to the reading? Here? <laughs> yeah, well, because the outcome of the forgiveness of our sins is service to mm-hmm. our neighbors. Uh, immediately, you know, how many times have we on this show said the two parts of the Christian life are assurance of salvation and vocation. When you know you're saved, when you are confident that you are forgiven, all that there's left to do is to serve your neighbor. Mm -hmm. In this case, it's in a highly spiritual environment for Isaiah that he is called Mm -hmm. specifically to serve his neighbor by delivering God's word to his neighbor. And God even tells Isaiah, they're not going to listen. Yeah. But that's what Isaiah is called to. But the, the whole point of the worship service, the divine service on Sunday that we go through is that we receive forgiveness and we walk out of the doors of the church on Sunday morning. All that is left for us to do is serve our neighbor because everything we need is taken care of. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Amen. That's that, that's probably why, well, I don't know. I don't want to speak to Isaiah's motivation, but that's likely why he was so eager to go 
Yeah. Having been just freshly forgiven. Yeah, it's, I mean, it's basically whatever you want me to do, God, mm-hmm. because the doing from Isaiah's part is done. Mm-hmm. It is taken care of. Yep. You know, it's, uh, it's the, what's that Luther quote about law and gospel? The law tells us do this and we can't mm-hmm. do it enough. Uh, the gospel says this is what God has mm-hmm. done and it is already completed or yep. whatever yep. the nature of that quote yeah. is. Yep. 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 Amen. Amen. Well, any other closing thoughts? No, just the holiness of God is just something that mm-hmm. uh, I pray that not only us three, that God would reveal that to us in a greater way, but the entire Christian church around the world, mm-hmm. that we would have a greater sense of what Isaiah experienced. Yeah. Yep. Yep. Amen. You have a verse, Brian? I do. Happen to go to Isaiah 12, and the reason I chose it is because it's in that prophetic per- perfect, and it reminds us of the potency of God's promises and the assurance of that promise. And and as Isaiah writes this, obviously Christ hadn't gone to the cross, but he writes it as if it had already happened. You will say in that day that I will give thanks to you, O Lord, for though you were angry with me, your anger turned away that you might comfort me. Behold, God is my salvation. I will trust and I will not be afraid. For the Lord God is my strength and my song, and he has become my salvation. With joy you will draw water from the wells of salvation, and you will say in that day, Give thanks to the Lord. Call upon his name. Make known his deeds among the peoples. Proclaim that his name is exalted. Sing praises to the Lord, for he has done gloriously. Let this be made known in all the earth. Amen. Thank you for joining us. Please look us up on the web at beinglutheran.com. Also, invite a friend to check us out on iTunes. Please join us next time as we wrap up our discussion on the fifth petition of the Lord's Prayer, looking at a New Testament passage and its application for us. God bless you and have a great day.